0: This is a remote dating podcast where we share outlandish dating stories from people who are locked down in love.
1: In season one, Be My Quarantine, we connect people struggling to find romance in quarantine with people who have been doing long distance and virtual dating since long before lockdown, digital nomads. We cover everything from finding
0: love in strange times to
1: meeting and losing the love of
0: your life in one night.
1: Yes, that really happened to one of us. Listen until the end to hear the full story. This is episode four of Dating
0: Abroad Romeo and Juliet.
1: Should we say how Romeo is spelt in this case? Probably because I said
0: it in such a weird way. Yes, that's Romeo, R-O-A-M, dash, E-O. Ooh. (laughs) We're so clever.
1: (laughs) Anyway, I'm Ellie. And I'm Kayla. We're your hosts for Dating Abroad, a podcast about unconventional dating stories. This episode is about finding love in unexpected places.
0: We'll meet Lauren and Michael, who met in December and decided to make their relationship official on a socially distant date during lockdown. Lauren scared her mum won't approve of their Romeo and Juliet-style romance, so she has to sneak out to see him, often only for a few hours at a time.
1: For the second half of this episode, we'll speak to Angie, who found her perfect person while travelling through Portugal alone. She still travels by herself a lot, but they manage to keep the spark alive from afar and appreciate all the time they get together when they reunite. But first, it's time for a video call named Desire. In this segment, we give you a little update on our virtual dating escapades over the past week, which is going to be a bit interesting this week because last week we both said we were going off of the apps. And I did stick to that (laughs) (laughs) with difficulty. (laughs)
0: so I haven't been on any virtual dates this week and after chatting to Jess last week and Maria and them talking about how much time they had to do all the things they wanted to do when they weren't dating um I started my book (laughs) 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 I know I totally put that down to uh not dating um I was tempted to download the apps mm-hmm. but <laughs> but I stopped myself. And I actually had a thought that I realized on the day that I really wanted to download the apps that the reason that I wanted to do it was really to just give myself an ego boost. Mm-hmm. Because you know when you're first texting someone on the apps you can basically pretend to be the coolest version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's not really real and yeah that's a nice ego boost but in the end I was like no not happening this time (laughs) instead I wrote a thousand words of my book and I feel like that was a much better use of
1: my time. For sure I mean I'm sure you're gonna get way more out of those thousand words than if you were texting a thousand words. Totally I mean I will admit
0: that I'm only human and since then I have been super tempted to download (laughs) them again but I still haven't done it.
1: (laughs) I have a lot of thoughts on that. So, actually, what I did so, usually when I delete the apps, I don't delete my profile because it's just a hassle when I want to get them again to make them again. But what I did yesterday actually was re download the apps and delete my profile. So, I'm like,
0: whoa, that is big.
1: Right. But also, so when I was writing my book, uh, Where Can I Find Wi Fi? I was living in Barcelona at the time and I can remember exactly where I was sitting when it dawned on me that if I was in a relationship, I probably wouldn't have finished the book or wouldn't be writing the book. And it was was big for me because that was about uh, maybe a year, maybe less than a year after my last long-term relationship ended and I was still getting over it and still missed him and missed that intimacy and missed having that support. But yeah, I just had that realization and I was like, yeah, there's no way because... And I'm not saying that the time you spend with the person you're in a relationship with is bad or anything, but it is time and investment and books also take time and investment and creative (laughs) projects also take time and investment. Yeah, I remember exactly where I was when I had that. Mm.
0: Well, maybe I will remember this moment then. When I finish my book, I can like bring it back to episode four of Dating Abroad.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'm like so honored to be part of that moment for you. (laughs) But I also really like what you said about the texting, and I think it actually is going to tie into my update really nicely. I find that as well, and it's especially like we're both writers, and recently I keep like matching with writers as well. So it's really easy to like fall into a textual relationship if you don't think about it. But I just have no interest in a textual relationship at this point in my life. To be honest, never. I actually remember like when I was like 14 and you chatted to someone on MSN every day and then you were like, do you want to meet up? And they were like, "Uh, uh, uh," and I always find it really strange.
0: Oh, MSN, those were the days.
1: Those were the days. But anyway, so I mentioned last week that there were still a couple people that I was talking to off of the apps and one of those people I really liked, but... And we did have one video date together, but other than that, it was just text, 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 and I would ask to do another video call, and he would hem and haw and be like, oh yeah, after this day, I should know a good time, blah, 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 and he would just never come back to it. And I was like, okay, well, I have two options here. I can either just like stop talking to him because he seems more, more interested in texting, or again, inspired by our conversation last week with Jess, I can express my needs and see what happens So I did that, and it was super awkward because we were just, like, talking about something completely different, and I was like, hey, so are you still interested in me? Like, what's happening just kind (laughs) of out of nowhere? Um, But we had a really good conversation, and he was like, oh, my God, yeah, of course I am. And I was like, okay, well, it seems like you weren't because I literally brought up doing another video call, like, ten times. Um, and I know you've had a few other video dates, and it just seems like you were not interested in making it happen, and he apologized, and he made some excuses, but mostly he was very apologetic and owned it and said he was going to try to do better, and we scheduled a date, and the date happened, and the date was good. It was like a little bit awkward because I was like, thanks for talking to me after I forced you to talk to me, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, no, the date was good, and Uh, we kept chatting and now we're talking a little bit about potentially meeting for a socially distant walk or date or something like that. Oh that's exciting. Yeah so it went from like me worrying he only wanted something textual to like we're almost going to get to meet socially distantly. (laughs) I mean that's that's the best you can expect in these crazy times. It's true.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But that's awesome. That's so good that you actually said what you needed and that actually worked out. Um, I feel like when you say that, it will work out one way or the other. Either they will respond positively to it or it will freak them out, in which case you don't want them in your life
1: anyway. Exactly. And I've definitely had that happen before as well. (laughs) yeah it is is just good to know because there's no point in like dragging something out that's not working for you that you're and when you're not getting what you need exactly so maybe in a week
0: or a couple of weeks time we'll have a socially distant date update for a Mm. video called named desire Mm
1: that'd be so exciting. Will we have to update the segment names
0: if that happens? Possibly, but I have faith in us thinking of another new awesome (laughs) pun.
1: Okay, I'm glad.
0: (laughs) And without further ado, maybe we should move on to our next punally named segment, our main discussion, Gone with the Wi-Fi. We introduced them earlier, and now they're here. Lauren and Michael, welcome to Dating Abroad. Hi, hey, hey, Ellie. So excited to be to here. Ha- so, first of all, tell us, how did you guys meet? And then, once lockdown started, what was the discussion like when you decided if and how to maintain the relationship?
2: I'll let you, because it'd be interesting to get your
3: perspective one okay <laughs> cool um so we met at a food event so I a few months back left my job started a food business and I kind of pitched my product a lot of people were doing that to just introduce themselves and Michael was working there um filming the event and I guess we yeah I didn't see Michael like that much I think I noticed him but like we didn't speak at the event um but I think he noticed me when I introduced my product um and then he actually slid into my dms afterwards (laughs) and um yeah you just messaged me didn't you and you were like hey (laughs) I think I saw you (laughs) and I went I had no idea I, I, I racked my brains like I think I could I could remember you and then I was like okay cool I guess like I think you'd ask, like, do you want like grab a coffee or something? And then I thought, okay, I like um, yeah, see what you're about. And then yeah, where did we meet for the first time? Where did we go? I can't remember. It's really bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I remember I had fun wherever we went. We went for drinks. I remember. Um, it was in. Oh yeah, we were taking. To- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we went for drinks, and yeah, and then you were really nice. I guess that's, that's how we met, and that was like back in December. And then, yeah, we just kind of met regularly since then, like once a week, and yeah, a few months back, I guess. And then it, at the start of lockdown, um, I guess after like three or four months, I was kind of thinking, like, why is this going? And then I I think, yeah, we went, we went for a walk around the park, which is what we had kind of ended up having to do for our dates. Obviously, we couldn't go to bars and restaurants. So I brought up... I wasn't sure if I was going to bring it up, I was a bit like, what am I going to ask this? But anyway, I just was like, what do you think about how it's going? And then we just ended up having a conversation, and we ended up finding out that we were on the same page. And that was probably like a month or two ago.
2: Yeah, um, it was about a month ago, wasn't it? It was like uh, April.
3: Yeah.
2: Basically that yeah. day. But I guess the, the version from my side <laughs> um, is is generally the same, but... What happened was, because I'm, I'm a filmmaker, but I do a bit more producing, the camera operator that I usually work with, he wasn't available to go and shoot um, this particular event. So, you know, I don't really do a lot of shooting, so it was a really rare occasion that I was actually going along and being physically present. And so I went along and I saw Lauren for the first time and I thought, oh, you know, see someone and you just find them attractive. And then I saw her present her product and I kind of saw how passionate she was about what she does, despite having such a big life change. And and yeah, I just, I thought she was amazing. So what was tough on a day that I knew because I'd been briefed on the event, I knew that everyone had paid to be at that event and any time in between their presentations and the talks people needed to network um and work on their business connections so I was kind of in two minds about if I should speak to her because at the end of the day any time that she's talking with me it's time that she's not talking with someone who can kind of become a good connection for her business so at the time I was like okay you know I just won't but and then later, kind of like I did regret it so I remembered her business so I put a message on there and I just said hi kind of introduced myself and I said would it be way too forward of me to kind of ask you out for a drink and she said no it's not too forward and then yeah so we planned the first date from there.
1: That's so cute I love that little meet cute story (laughs) and uh, (laughs) I also just like for any people of any gender but I think especially men struggle with this who like don't know who worry about approaching women in public because they don't want Mm -hmm. to be be offensive I just feel like you did everything right like that was the way to do it I know I've definitely been to networking events and a guy hits on me and it's like super frustrating because I am there to network at the same time I like appreciate if someone can be forward and reach out to me um so yeah if people are listening and are wondering how to do how to meet people off the apps in a respectful way. I think that is the way. Um, so, anyways, the beginning of a relationship is usually a very intense and exciting time, and it's usually a time when you want to spend a lot of time together, ideally physically. So, do you want to tell us just a bit what it's been like being in this new relationship or dating someone new and being separated?
3: Yeah, um, it, it it has been quite hard. So, we talked about it, and obviously, we're we've been in lockdown for like. I don't know seven or eight weeks now and so I have to do um deliveries of my products like locally so sometimes we'll be able to like go for a walk in the park after my deliveries if it's like not too far away um from where he is or um he's kindly like come to visit me and we've done um kind of walks around the park um trying to maintain social distance (laughs) distance but um that has been quite hard um but yeah we've we've still tried to meet up like semi-regularly even though this has all been happening but it was quite a difficult decision because I know most people like might fan up on that and they have just been you know video dating I guess instead Mm. um but yeah we just tried to tie it in with like when when we're out and about anyway if that coincides somewhere convenient. When you answered some questions for us before the podcast you
0: said you were having sort of Romeo and Juliet style Dates (laughs) Dates <laughs> and that you hadn't told your parents. Yeah,
3: yeah. Can you tell yeah, us I, a bit more yeah. about that? Yeah. So um, yeah, we joked one day that it was like that because. Um, so I live in quite a like green area, and there are lots of like parks and fields and stuff near where I am. So um, if we've gone for a walk there, because my mum, I live with my mum. So since I started a business, I moved back home, and I have been. When we have gone for a walk near here, um, I've ended up just kind of sneaking out and going for the walk just because I know that my, I know that my mum's like a little bit more like worried and concerned about things and I just don't know how she would feel about me like kind of going out. Um, I know at the beginning when I was um, still like meeting up, um, I remember she said like, she'd prefer me to try not to and then we tried not to for a bit but we decided we'll do like less less regular walks together um but it's something that I might um kind of bring up and talk about um with her but yeah I guess I'm just a little bit worried about what she's going to think and then maybe she might not want to at all so for the moment I've just because I go for regular walks anyway I've just kind of Mm. we've met up when when I would have anyway but I do feel a bit bad because I do like to be open where I can it's a really hard um situation to navigate Yeah,
1: I feel that as well. I've definitely had periods living just for a few months at home as an adult. And yeah, yeah, it definitely makes dating interesting.
3: (laughs) I know. It does, doesn't it? Exactly. Mm -hmm. I'm quite used to living by myself, like for the last five years or so. So I had obviously a lot more freedom then. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't think I would be able to like have Michael over, at least like at the moment for sure. Um, but yeah it, yeah it, it's been quite hard and it's not really something that we'll talk about like openly yeah but maybe maybe down the line like after she's met her
1: yeah then it'd be okay yeah no it is definitely an interesting discussion because I think just I mean we're probably heading into another recession but the economy has been not stable for the last 10 years or so and a lot of people are living with their parents again and yeah people yeah we are not really talking about what that means for dating. So yeah, it's a really cool discussion. Yeah. So it's definitely challenging and we're definitely in a strange time, but have there been any positives to dating in this way?
2: One one of the positives is that we've just had to be really clear about intentions and and how we feel because you know what it's like nowadays when you meet someone sometimes you can just go on for such a long time and no one really figures out what's going on. Um, so we actually had to have that conversation and, and just kind of, uh, you know, actually acknowledge how we both felt, you know, and, if, you know, even at the risk of one of us not feeling the same way, had to just kind of confront it and, yeah, for better or for worse, just confront it and decide to carry on seeing each other more seriously or or not.
1: Mm-hmm. So do you think it kind of moved the relationship along a little bit faster
3: Yeah I think so um maybe slightly like I was thinking about talking about how we were feeling for some time but then when I knew we were going into lockdown like quite imminently then I thought I had no idea if we were going to decide to meet or if we were going to be able to meet at all so I think at that point yeah the next time we met I decided to bring it up so yeah I think I think think that was a positive but I think we also kind of knew that we were on the same page like we were happy to like meet you know every week and mm. at that time of stuff um I think another positive is um I've realized that like I I really enjoyed all the dates that we had before when we go to like exciting places and restaurants and bars and stuff but it's made me realize that you don't have to spend much to like have a good time and we like enjoy each other's company you know going for these social distance walks And um I guess we're lucky that the weather's been so amazing recently but yeah I guess it's just made me realize when we come out of lockdown that we can just, you know, chill in the park or just go for a walk. And that's just as, just, that's just as much fun, you know, um, mm-hmm. and you can do it. Yeah, that's brilliant.
0: I think, yeah, that's been the case for a lot of people um, learning to appreciate the small things during lockdown, for sure. So you've talked a little bit about the negatives, but have there been any other sort of big challenges or any big negatives from, from dating in this way? I, I don't guess, think so. I
2: think, yeah, you go, you go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, the fact that we can't um, see each other so casually at the moment, you know, I think we both really want to experience more together. So even though it's, we know that we enjoy each other's company, we actually want to experience more, you know, we're looking forward to being able to go places, Go out of London or go on holiday, and you know, just do stuff. And at, at the moment, we can't. So it kind of it just means that we have to plan out a bit more carefully when we meet up. You know, we have to be careful, just that you know, I am social distancing in my own time, just so there's no risk of mm. you know, us <laughs> <laughs> spreading a virus to each other and, and <laughs> things like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely not as not as casual as it would be usually. And I I guess I just can't wait for it to be over so we can just kind of move on and continue growing and experience more things together.
3: Yeah, and I think the regularity of meetups as well. Sometimes we go for some time without being able to meet. Hmm. Um, So yeah, that's just been harder.
1: All right, so we're gonna have um, a couple coming on or part of a couple coming on after who, has been in a sort of similar situation in her nomadic life. So do you have any questions for her um, who's kind of been down this road before?
3: Yeah, if you do have to go for like a month or longer at a time where you don't see your partner, do you have any tips for maintaining that closeness? If you only, I guess, got your phone or yeah, video to talk and you can't meet up in person, then yeah, what what tips do you have, I guess? Mm -hmm. Um,
2: My question would be, when you haven't seen someone for a long time and then very suddenly you see them a lot, how do they find the shift in that experience? What do a lot of positives or some negatives come from that? Well, what's their experience with that? Kind of everything turning on its head a bit. Yeah, oh,
0: that's a great
3: question. Yeah, yeah. a good question. Yeah.
0: And yeah, like you can, it's, really, yeah, it's
3: like navigating the shift between yeah like yeah exactly like yeah with the dates being really spread out and then maybe afterwards you get to spend back like, a lot of time for each other yeah ha- have they found that's affected their relationship more are there any conversations that they've had to have at that point um, mm-hmm. or anything to look out for yeah yeah I will definitely be interested to hear Angie's answer on that one
1: mm-hmm. me
0: too Okay, so I think our only other question for you guys is what are your plans for after lockdown? Once you are able to see each other more often again, how how's the relationship going to work?
2: We talked about uh, going somewhere. So I, I bought a car very recently because I had a family bereavement and I kind of had to travel in and out of London. Uh, so I've got a car and we talked about just driving somewhere for a break afterwards
3: yeah i'm really looking forward to that when we can and i think i really appreciated you um coming to go for walks closer to me quite a lot so i think i'll definitely return the favor and when i can eventually go visit you um then yeah i'll definitely do that too and um i think we're yeah we're also looking forward to or we've been like thinking about that some fun dates that we want to do when we're able to go to different places in London so different bars and restaurants and yeah just places to like walk around and everything.
2: Yeah we, we always talk about ideas for where's next or where else do we want to go so I know we've got some ideas for new places to check out.
3: I love that exploration and that curiosity. But yeah just looking forward to being able to spend time together um, and like stay over because obviously we can't do, do that at the moment.
1: Yeah, yeah. Getting yeah. to the physical intimacy part as well, I'm sure will be exciting. Yeah, <laughs> not to be <laughs> too personal. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> and how <laughs> the hell have I'm
2: we fine. coped?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very yeah, impressive. I know. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard. We we get alone time sometimes, but it is hard to um to do much, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> while while you're out and about. Yeah. So <laughs> like everyone's i guess everyone everyone who hasn't who isn't living with their partner's just been like thrust into that all of a sudden mm-hmm.
1: yeah um
3: mm. and i don't know if anyone's ever gone that kind of length of time without being able to do those things which are part of a normal relationship so
1: yeah i think everyone
3: yeah everyone in that position is probably just like eager Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <But> like,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure a lot of people have said this but I do believe we've made the most of it or made the best of it in a way that some people might not have. So I think we've tried mm-hmm. hard to to actually still grow the new relationship despite all of this.
3: I guess it was relatively early in the relationship that like mm-hmm. lockdown happened. We were still like mm-hmm. dating and kind of in the uncertain phase. So definitely things could have fizzled out if we both yeah. hadn't been committed to like keep it up during lockdown. Yeah. I wonder if I do I wonder if if a lot of early stage relationships have ended up like sadly fizzling out maybe mm-hmm. I think you, yeah you do have mm-hmm. to make that um, you, you both got to decide and communicate that you want to keep it going uh,
1: I think. yeah for sure yeah I think that's definitely something a lot of nomads are familiar with as well if you meet someone and you're in the same place for a few weeks and then you have separate mm. plans and you kind of really early on have to make that decision of are we going to make a big commitment or are we never going to see each
3: other again
0: Yeah, exactly. And like I said, communication is absolutely
3: essential Mm -hmm. to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't really have any time and space for like, yeah, questioning and wondering and like being unsure. Mm -hmm. Because if you're unsure, then it just, it just fizzles out really, doesn't it? If you're you're nomadic, Mm -hmm. don't plan to meet again. Exactly.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for coming and sharing your story. Is there anything else you wanted to share that we didn't get to?
2: Yeah, it's, it's really great. We, we both had a talk and I think at first Lauren was going to do it on her own, maybe. And then she said it might be good for us to actually talk about it because we, we would never talk about it in this way to each other, would we? So it's nice to actually hear it no. like this. You know, she said potentially look back on it as a story one day because your version of events changes, doesn't it? So this is quite fresh for us. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, such a
1: lovely thinking. idea. Yeah, I love that. And yeah, it's been really great having both of you as well and getting, yeah, both perspectives.
0: Yeah, and Michael, you're the first man to come on the podcast. So oh, we are honoured yeah. to have <laughs> you.
3: <laughs> yeah, thanks so much, guys. Thank, yeah, you. thank you.
0: Oh, that was so lovely. He was so sweet, wasn't he?
1: He was. I f- I'm in love with their love story.
0: <laughs> me too. It's really giving
1: me hope. I know because they met not on the apps and they met I would say in a place building community because she had like just quit her job to follow her dream and build her own business and I just like it was like out of a movie he wasn't even supposed to be doing that work and had to cover for someone <laughs> I, just, like, I love it so much
0: I love it too and the way they communicated and put all the effort in it just shows you that this stuff is possible
1: right super sweet I feel I feel so ready to take on dating again in a way after lockdown.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I'm also super excited to hear what Angie has to say in response to their questions. I thought their questions were great, especially Mm -hmm. how the challenges of shifting from not seeing each other much to suddenly seeing each other all the time.
1: Yeah, and I know that's something that Angie and her partner Paul have definitely dealt with, so I'm also very excited To hear her answer. Um, But before we bring Angie on, we're just going to make a little announcement. Usually we say this at the end, but everybody closes it off at the end. So now we're shoving it in the middle so you can't ignore us. (laughs) But we have a Patreon. And you can support us for just $1 a month. And we also have a $5 and a $10 tier. The names are very, very witty, just like our segment names. And if you do choose to support us, we would really, really appreciate it. We will be sharing some extra behind-the-scenes footage from perhaps the dates that Ellie and I are going on. Some stories that are too personal or too racy to put on the actual podcast, but that we'll be happy to share with our patrons. Uh, What else, Ellie? Tell us something cool about our Patreon.
0: Um, we're also going to do monthly soirees with us, which are going to be super fun. <laughs> that is for, I think, the excess baggage level of subscribers. Mm-hmm. And then the business class subscribers are going uh, can get everything in all of the other packages, plus a one-on-one coaching call about digital nomad life with one of us.
1: Yeah, so we're super excited about it. We have a lot of cool content, and right now, as of episode four recording day, at the end of May, we do not have any patrons, so if you are listening to this in the future, I'm sorry, you're probably not going to get a special prize, but if you are listening to this as it comes out, and you become our first patron of any tier, so even the $1 tier, you are going to get a mystery box slash digital mystery box surprise <laughs> from us for being one of the first five subscribers. So if you're listening, definitely go do that now. It just starts at $1 a month. That's like $12 a year. That's like two Starbucks coffees. So, And our Patreon page is patreon.com
0: forward slash abroad. So now it's time to meet Angie, a nomadic coach and a good friend of ours who found love in a pretty unexpected
4: way. Welcome, Angie. It's so good to have you. It's so, so good to be here. Thank you.
1: Before we get to the questions from our previous guest, can you tell us the story about how you met your partner, Paul, and maybe give us hope about our nomadic search for love?
4: Hmm, absolutely. Oh, gosh, where to begin? (laughs) Because there's kind of the pre-story. And if that comes up, we'll get into the pre-story. Jump right into I I was on my second long trip to Portugal. And I was meant to be there for six weeks, I think. And somewhere around week three, I just had this thought. I was like, do I have to leave? Do I really have to go back to the U.S.? And I sat with that question for a couple of days, and I was like, no, I don't. There's, there's no logistical reason that I actually have to go back. Because at that point in my nomadic journey, I was, kind of, I was kind of going back and forth. I would go out, travel for a while, come back. I still had, at that point, some clients that I was doing in-person work with so i was kind of flexing and flowing around that schedule but at that time i didn't have anything else scheduled so i was like no i don't have to go back so i immediately was like all right i'm here and i could stay for three months with my visa so that night after i had decided i was gonna stay i went onto my facebook page at like three o'clock in the morning you know bleary eyed <laughs> texting from bed um And I just put a post out on my Facebook page and said, I'm staying in Portugal. Who wants to come? Who's up for a dare? Like, would you come on a dare? Something like that. Expecting one of my coaching, other kind of nomadic type friends to take me up on this. So I go to bed that night and I wake up the next morning and I have these messages from this random dude. (laughs) Let me say, not entirely random, but pretty random. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm a part of this community called Camp Good Life Project. Um, And it's a summer camp for adults that happens every summer, blah, blah, blah. So it's this really tight knit community. And Pete, just, you know, those communities you belong to where you may not know that person, but because you're in the group, you're like, oh, you're good people, right? I know, Mm -hmm. I know the kind of person you are. So he was from that group. We had never had a conversation. Never even. <laughs> I think he had maybe liked one of my posts at some point. I kind of knew. I knew he was a tall, redheaded guy. Like that's, and I knew he was an actor. And I knew he refinished and upcycled furniture. That's all I knew about this guy. <laughs> Very specific. <laughs> Very specific. Because those were the things he posted about. <laughs> so. I get these messages the next morning when I had a couple people on the post kind of say like, Oh, I'll take a look and I'll check flights, but nobody really jumped in. I get these messages and he had sent them spaced apart. Right. But I got (laughs) them all together. (laughs) So the first one says, you know, Hey, just want to say, Hey, I love what you're up to. Love what, you know, love the things you post. I'm trying to be more adventurous and spontaneous, so I'm actually maybe thinking about this. Tell me what you would think about that. The next message says, I was looking at flights, and I found a cheap round trip from London, so I'm thinking about maybe doing this and being spontaneous. I promise I'm not crazy. (laughs) I know this is a little weird, but what do you think about it? (laughs) And then the third message says, I bought a ticket. <laughs> These are the dates. <laughs> These are the dates. And if you don't want to meet up, that's totally fine. I'm doing this for myself because this is something that I've you know, been working on anyway. And if you don't want to meet up, totally fine. If you just want to meet up for coffee, that's totally fine. Up to you. No pressure kind of thing. <laughs> and I just remember being thinking this is not what I was expecting (laughs) (laughs) random dude but then also feeling like this is what I'm about like this is what I stand for this is my business this is you know this is how I support my clients and like doing the things that really call to them so I was like all right well maybe we should talk about this but super cool so I wrote back and just kind of said that (laughs) Like, may- I think I said something like, maybe we should have talked about this first. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we, we, you know, we messaged back and forth a little bit from there. And essentially he was, he was planning to come. It wasn't for several more weeks. And then I honestly just kind of forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then as it's getting closer, I had moved to a different town, to the smaller village in Portugal. And so I thought, all right, well, this guy's coming. I should probably tell him where I live and make sure he knows how to find me. Long story short, that's the setup. But the rest of the story goes, he um, took his flight, landed in Lisbon, made his way on a train or a bus to um, the little city, Evra, where I was living, and showed up on my doorstep <laughs> late, late one night in the rain, pouring of rain. Course. Uh-huh. Shows up my doorstep dripping wet.
1: He, did he say did he <laughs> say I'm all wet? Can I come in?
4: <laughs> Essentially. Yep, <laughs> so, so he comes in. I give him a big hug. There
2: mm-hmm. was just
4: like this immediate cut again, because we're part of this community, it's it feels very um familiar. So I give him a big hug. Mm-hmm. And within 30 seconds, yeah, he was like so um my pants are soaking wet. <laughs> <laughs> do you mind if I get changed? And he was like, I can go, you know, do you want me to go in the other room? Or I was like, no, just go ahead. So in my doorway in the first this is two really half, yeah, first two and a half minutes of being there, he just takes off his trousers, pulls out his tracky bottoms. <laughs> and and puts them on and that was kind of it was just super comfortable and completely platonic but also really just intimate from the beginning Mm. so that was the beginning um how much more detail do you want I mean it's an amazing story there's so much more (laughs) (laughs) so I guess when did you know it was going to be something more and something special So we sat up that night until four o'clock in the morning. It was just one of those things where you just talk and talk and talk and talk. And we both shared deep, dark secrets. We just were from the beginning, just told everything. But even then it was totally platonic. There was no little, there was no little like side eye of, Ooh, I think you might be cute. There was really none of that. Mm -hmm. The next day. Another person, total coincidence, who also happens to be from the same community that, mm-hmm. that connected us, was also going to be in Portugal, is also a nomad, and also responded to my post weeks later to say, hey, I'm going to be in the area. Mm. So the three of us spent the next day together. And that's really when I started to have these moments of noticing the contrast. <laughs> so the guy, totally great guy, great human. But the contrast, this other guy was really high energy and just kind of filling all the space with words. (laughs) (laughs) And I just noticed Paul sitting back and taking it all in and being really deliberate about when he would speak and when he would listen. And that was the first time I was like, huh, I just really noticed there was something different about this guy. And then that night, same thing, we just sat up and talked. Forever, and um, as we were sitting on the couch, he said something like, "Do you want?" I think he said, "Do you want to lay your head in my lap?" With something like that, like, "Do you want to lay down on the couch?" And I was like, "Yeah, I do." So I just <laughs> laid. Again, it was this very. The whole story is so strange and so unlike anything that I'd ever experienced. So I just laid my head in his lap, and he just like pet my head, and we just kept talking and that was yeah one of the first times so that was day two and by day four uh we he told me he loved me and we were ready to get married and (laughs) wow yeah yeah and that's so not me you guys like i every bit of me is nomadic
1: so that concludes our first half of episode four Angie has so much more of her wisdom to share with us and with Lauren and Michael and has so much more fun stuff to share about her story. But if you were listening to this podcast, really well, out on a run or a walk or commute or cleaning your apartment or just like, I don't know, being in a high or drunk days, most likely if you're listening to this in quarantine, (laughs) you can go ahead and listen to the next episode right away, but we didn't want to make it too long and feel overwhelming. So we've just cut this one in two, but we've got Angie sharing more of her wisdom that made us feel so, so happy. So if you would like to definitely listen to the second half right now, it's already You can just go right there.